You're listening to Truth From The Heart with Travis Sullivan, and this is the final part of the episode, Worship and the Church. And I really do appreciate your indulgence as I talk about this very important topic. And I do want to remind you, before I get started with today's episode, that you can listen to the podcast or find the podcast on various platforms. Some of those platforms are Google Podcast, Amazon Music, Spotify, Samsung Podcast, and of course at the podcast website, rss.com forward slash podcast with an S forward slash truth from the heart. You can also email the podcast, truth from the heart podcast at gmail.com. And once again, thank you so much for tuning in. And this is a topic that God put on my heart to talk about. And in doing research and in preparing for this episode, I just kept finding more and more information and more and more people that agreed with the way that I believe. And that is that I don't think that there are certain songs that we should be singing in church on Sundays. And those come from many different sources, but four of the groups that I have mentioned that we should not be singing songs from are... Bethel, Hillsong, Elevation, and then I believe either in the last part of this episode, maybe it was the one before that, in one of the earlier parts of the episode, I also mentioned the group Maverick City Music, which is a new group based out of Atlanta. And the reason being, and you heard the one of the founders of the group talk about how when he was point blank asked, are your songs theologically accurate? He could not give the answer. Yes, we go to God's word. We let it speak to us in our lives. And that is how we write our songs. He said, we look at the community around us and kind of look like, look at the experiences of what we've had. And we kind of base our songs on that. That's trying to make the song relevant rather than Holy Spirit inspired. I hopefully that makes sense. And that's why this is so important that we are singing songs that are theologically accurate. And as I've also mentioned, I believe hymns are the safe way to go. Many hymn artists died a long time ago. You can't follow the artist on social media. You would have to do a lot of digging to find out their beliefs. So yes, there are hymn artists that their theology was all kinds of screwed up. They didn't have the greatest theology in the world. And the song may be theologically accurate, as may be some of these Christian contemporary songs. Some artists have written some great theologically accurate songs, but your money is supporting these artists that don't believe the ways of the Bible and don't have strong biblical beliefs, and those are not people that we should be supporting. That's what it comes down to. That is why I keep talking about this very important topic. As I've mentioned, my choice of worship songs are hymns, or mostly anything that Gaither puts out. I realize that might not be your choice, but I think it is a safe choice. And I know some who know me who would say, well, you work for a Christian radio station, and I have for almost 12 years now. And they play some of these Christian contemporary songs from some of these artists that you've mentioned, Bethel, Hillsong, Elevation. And I would agree, we certainly do. However, we are not a church pushing a certain theology. Now, personally, I don't think we should be giving these songs airplay, but that's a lot different than a church doing it. I know I mentioned in one of the earlier parts of the episode as well that if your church is singing these songs on Sunday then most of the church members are going to assume that you endorse that group. You endorse the song, you endorse the artist. 
And I've made the argument that I'll bet you there are many pastors of these churches singing these songs that would say, I am not going to let Bill Johnson and Stephen Furtick and Brian Houston speak in my pulpit on Sunday because their beliefs are just sort of way off to one side and they're not biblically based. My argument would be, and this could be a stretch in some ways, but my argument is if you're singing songs from their churches on Sunday, then you're basically letting them be in your pulpit as well because you are endorsing money is going from your church to those false churches because you have to pay music licenses to play those songs. If you're not, that's something that you shouldn't be doing because that's, I think, the right thing to do. But many of these hymns are already in the public domain. And so some of these hymn artists that I've mentioned that may have messed up theology, you're not financially supporting them. And again, it would be hard for anybody to really follow them because they don't have a social media page that you can just go and follow. So that hopefully puts the end to that argument. Theology is important because it's the basis of what we believe. I don't think you're going to find anybody, even people in the same family, that have exactly the same beliefs, that in every topic and every subject that you talk about, they believe exactly the same way. But theology is important because it, again, is the basis of what we believe. And I think for us as Christians, our basic theology should come straight from the Word of God. And that is why it's so big when you look at these artists and you, you find out, well, where was your inspiration for this? Well, it was the community around me, or it was an experience that I had. If they don't say, my inspiration came straight from the Word of God, as I was reading this passage, he put this on my heart. If they don't say something to that effect, then I've got a problem with it, because I don't know that you can sit there and say, well, this is the kind of praise that I want to offer up to God, even though it was not inspired by God. Justin Peters also mentioned this in the video, but worship is more than just singing. And I think that's a very important concept to understand. Talking with God and praising him is worship. Preaching is worship. And I know one of the reasons that God created us was to worship him. The Bible talks a lot about worship. So let's look at some of the verses that talk about praise and worship. And I have not had a lot of verses in the first parts of this episode, I'm going to give you a lot today. So I'm kind of getting caught up. I'm just putting them all in one part of the episode. So may, you may be sitting there saying, well, Travis, a lot of what you've been saying is, of course, other people's opinion. It's your opinion. What does the Bible say about praise and worship? This is where, as I've mentioned, we go to the true source of knowledge. We go to the one true source of the truth, the word of God. And I'm going to give you a lot of verses, and a lot of these come from the book of Psalms, because I don't know if you know this, but the book of Psalms are basically a bunch of songs all compiled into one book. Psalms was written by King David, and so a lot of these are actually songs that are written. And of course, we don't read them as songs. A lot of the times, we just read them as you know a chapter in the book of Psalms, but that is why a lot of the verses that talk about praise come from the book of Psalms. We're going to start with Psalm 138, verse 2. And I read from the English Standard Version. And Justin Peters mentioned this verse in the 
interview that I played in the first four parts of this episode. And the verse basically talks about how God holds his name and worship above all else. This is very important that we, why we get it right and sing theologically accurate songs. We are singing to an audience of one, God Almighty. So let's take a look at Psalm 138, verse 2. I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. So what two things has God exalted above anything else? His name and his word. So that is why it is important. If you are supporting somebody who doesn't believe in the same God that you do, if they don't believe that Jesus is fully God and fully man, that's a problem because God takes worship very seriously. And that's not the Jesus of the Bible. That's not the God of the Bible. Okay, so that's why I think, again, it, I can't stress how important that is. Let's take a look at some more verses, of course, and we're staying in Psalms. That's where a lot of these verses come from. Psalm forty-five, seventeen. This says his name will be made known for generations. I will cause your name to be remembered in all generations. Therefore, nations will praise you forever and ever. The next one is Psalm 65, verse 1. Praise is due to you, O God in Zion, and to you shall vows be performed. David knew the importance of praising God, and that is why many of the Psalms mention praising God. It is so important. As a matter of fact, there is a Psalm called a Psalm of Praise. It's all about praise. And it's Psalm 100. And if you have never had the chance to read Psalm 100, I encourage you to do that on your own time. Just for the sake of time today, I am not going to read the entire chapter of Psalm 100. But again, that is a great passage to look at. Let's continue on with some more verses. Psalm 150, verse 6. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, I love that verse right there. And then finally, we get out of the book of Psalms. And this is from the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah seventeen fourteen. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. For you are my praise. Jeremiah knew the importance of praising God and worshiping him and just talking with him. And that is why I keep stressing how important that worship is. But I think that's why I also mentioned earlier, I think there's a concept and people just think that worship is just singing and that is not the case. And finally, the last verse that I want to read with you or to you is Revelation 4 verse 8. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around and within, and day and night they never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and who is and is to come. And just imagine how amazing that is, that these four living creatures, that is all they do all day, every day. And of course, there is no time in heaven. That's It's outside the realm of time. But all they do is they just worship God all day long. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was, who is, and is to come. So you don't think that God puts praise and worship very high? He does. He does. There are some other verses which I could email to you 
which talk about praise and worshiping God and the importance of doing that. I'm going to give you the references real quick. And again, if you do miss one of these or if you want one of these or you want to verify that you have the right one, you can always email the podcast, truthfromtheheartpodcast at gmail.com. Here they are. Psalm 67, verse 3. Psalm 89, verse 5. Psalm 113, verse 3. Psalm 145, verse 3. Psalm 147, verse 1. Matthew 2, 2 through 3. John 4, 22. And Luke 2, 13. And maybe you have others that you know that talk about praise and worshiping God, and that is great. I encourage you, read those, share those with people. But those are the ones, many of the ones that I found that talk about praising God. And there are different themes. It all comes back to the importance of praising God. Here are my final thoughts, and then I've finished on this topic. I've said hopefully everything that needs to be said. Worship is something that God takes very seriously, and pastors and worship pastors have got to vet the songs and the artists that they choose to sing in worship on Sundays. Unfortunately, we live in a world where there are many people who say They are or they believe that they are Christians, but they are not. There are many false churches out there that put out worship songs, and many churches are supporting these false churches. It's our duty as followers of Christ to worship the one true God and support people who are truly promoting His way and the way of the Bible. There is another video that I found that talks about this same topic of making sure we sing theologically accurate songs. It's a video of the Redeeming Truth podcast, and it is a podcast that if you've never listened to it, I encourage you, you can listen to that one as well. If podcasts are your thing, I think you'll enjoy it. It's Pastor's Costi Hinn. He is one of the pastors on that podcast, and he is the nephew of Benny Hinn. And I know you've heard me talk out about Benny Hinn and about the prosperity gospel and the danger that that has, but Costi Hinn has since left that lifestyle, and he actually calls out the false doctrine and lifestyle of his uncle. And so he is now back on the right path, and that is a good thing. So I hope you will take an opportunity that you will check out that episode of the podcast, which talks about the same thing that I've been talking about. Let me say a prayer, and then yes, I have finally finished this episode, Worship and the Church. Lord, thank you for today, and thank you for the time that I've been able to spend just talking to my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, and even those who don't know you. I pray that this podcast has been able to speak into so many people's lives, and I pray that if they have strayed away from your word, or maybe they're not in your word every day, I pray that they would get back into your word and let that speak to them in their lives. Lord, we know how important praise and worship are to you. And we want to make sure that we are praising you with songs that glorify your name and that come from sources that truly support you. And so, Lord, I just pray for all the pastors and worship pastors all across this nation. And I pray that they would just ask you to guide them as far as what songs that they should be singing in their churches on Sunday. Thank you for allowing me to have the platform to share your word, and thank you for sending Jesus as the sacrifice for our sins. 
It's in your name that I pray. Amen. Once again, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And thank you for your indulgence as I talk about this tough topic. And I'm still going to try and record about four episodes a month. I may be a little bit short this month. But for those who don't know, I can't remember if I mentioned it at the beginning of this episode, but my grandmother passed away earlier this month. And so I've been kind of dealing with that kind of stuff. So I kind of slowed down a little bit, but I hope to be able to pick it back up and record several different episodes or different parts of episodes each and every month. And I've got a pretty good library of episodes going right now. So if you would like to listen to those episodes, once again, the podcast is on Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcast, and many others. This is Truth From The Heart with Travis Sullivan. Remember, Jesus is King, Maranatha, and God bless. Until next time.